Dear Abby Normals. Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we are two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. Let's dive into it. I'm first. It's, this is our first podcast, first of all, of 2023. 23. So excited about it. It's like almost our four-year anniversary. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! We started in the end of January, early February 2019. Wow, right before COVID happened or was it a year before a year before COVID we kept it going straight through yeah we had some weird zoom sessions but a lot of weird zoom sessions but so did everybody right yeah it was good it was good it was a it was a year of more podcasts I don't more topics oh my gosh oh no we haven't hit the next hundred no we're at 169 this this is 171 actually but you're really close I was just (laughs) I've been really close today. If you want to know how, become a patron. <laughs> You'll get exclusive con- content. And You'll it's understand only why this jacket is so dollar. controversial. Very controversial. We will not be showing you the back. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, you may have seen um, this in the news. I'm going to talk to you about swarming warming mm-hmm. okay tell me more just recently a little over a week ago eight teenage girls were charged with second degree murder in the stabbing death of a 59 year old man living in downtown toronto the attack has been described as swarming the heck what the heck is i know this? Teenage i know swarming disease yeah no, it's not a well, I don't know. Can you give me my laptop charger? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I realized I forgot to plug it in. I thought you were looking at my socks and I looked down, I got self-conscious. I was like, do they match today? They do. They do match today. They're matching. In my opinion, the socks don't have to match like color or pattern-wise, but I like the same type of sock, like a hello or a medium or a same high. Color. Um I'm okay with brand switching if they're similar-ish, like if it's just a little off. Yeah, I don't I don't have to have the same brand. This is color. literally the only place I take my shoes off, except for when I'm at my house. So who cares? Well, you know, I always want to um, be at my best for when I'm when dead on the street and they take my shoes off and oh. I don't want them to go. <gasps> right. She has a high and a low sock relevant to my topic which is behind the list that's too much I would not do that that's and you get like maybe like one side rubs in your shoe weird and the other doesn't then you're just like jealous of your other foot the whole time I hate being jealous of my other foot right okay so this is a brand new news story so not a lot of details out yet but I thought that I could really dive into this whole swarming phenomena and see what is this about? So swarming is a military battlefield tactic. What? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't like teenagers doing anything military related. Any tactics? No. Keep your, they, no. <laughs> keep your tactics to yourself. Tactics. So this tactic is designed to overwhelm or saturate the defenses of the principal target or objective. So swarming is a real term in the military. So eight teenage girls, three of the girls are 13 years old. 
three are 14 and two are 16 years old. So pretty young. Mm-hmm. Detective Sergeant Terry Brown of the Toronto Police Service Homicide Squad said the girls were trying to get a bottle of alcohol from the man that they murdered. Or charged with murder, I should say. Allegedly. Yes. We have not gone through the legal proceedings yet. So here's a quote from him. Eight young girls and most under the age of 16. If this isn't alarming and shocking to everyone, then we're all in trouble, quite frankly. Quite frankly. Well, this is Canada, so. Oh, got it. Proper. A little more proper than us. (laughs) They're like halfway between us and the UK, right? As far as proper. Or do they yeah. want to think that? Yeah. Um, the girls had gotten into an altercation earlier on the same night, but details on what happened in that event, which has been described as criminal, have not been released. Mm-hmm. The girls lived in different parts of the city and they met each other through social media. They have not been described as a gang at this point. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder if there's some sexism there. Well, I think you have to have, you have to be doing crime. And this is just maybe like one, like they've just started on crime. Maybe you have to have three crimes to be a a gang. I'm just wondering if it was a group of guys um, who committed a crime, if they would have already labeled it a gang. (laughs) I'm just wondering if like possibly hesitant because they're girls girls couldn't possibly, but I'm going to take us back to the ax murdering things. Um, girls can possibly girls can possibly murder uh, and they do they've done so a stat I wasn't going to report but now it's relevant yeah. is up in, in Canada the violent crimes are um, three to one gendered male but then I was thinking or is it just the females get away with it like so those are just the ones that are like yeah. in the system so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's entirely accurate. There's probably other I'm sure there's. factors at play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Police believe that the girls all acted in concert and are all being charged with equal crimes, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, because normally there's like, this person had more weight. Yeah. Right. Remember the Slenderman case that right. we covered? Mm-hmm. There, there was, was two a, girls that definitely attacked, tier. but one was charged with first degree i think and one was charged with second degree like there was some differentiation there uh another quote from our sergeant detective sergeant brown there is no doubt in our minds that they were all working as a singular entity in a swarming mob mentality when they chose to attack this man Mm. The victim, who had been described as recently fallen on hard times, so the detective said, I wouldn't describe him as homeless, Mm. but he had been staying um, in a shelter, which was right near the location Mm -hmm. of the crime. A witness, the man's friend, said she didn't want to be named because they belong to a vulnerable community, which is true when you're outside on the street a lot of the time that does make you more vulnerable to crimes she said she was smoking a cigarette with the man outside a downtown shelter when the group of teens approached them and attempted to take her alcohol the 59 year old victim told the girls to leave the two of them alone the woman said 
He protected me, she said. Hmm. That's when the group of girls started to punch him repeatedly, she recalled. Frightened by the violence, she walked away while one of the girls followed her. She said she just saw lots of blood. Quote, bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. I didn't know if they had a knife or what. I was just scared, she said. I think they stabbed his belly. So she went into the shelter. Um, she was freaked out by, by this and got some water and she was going to bring it out. And um, she said, I didn't know he would die, she said. So she didn't really realize the extent of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Aside from all the bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. Aside from all the bleeding, I mean, bleeding, to me, bleeding. I would be pretty alarmed. Like, uh, especially with teenagers, like, I'd be like. Well, eight of them. It's like the crows, but it's. It's like teens. the crows. Like, don't trust. Well, yeah, I mean, some might be like, well, why didn't she jump in and help? Well, you know, we have stress responses that are automatic and we don't have control over them. And maybe hers was get the fuck out. Right. And and she might kind of put that like, he's protecting me. I can bow out. He's he'll handle it. I'm going to get him some water. The victim was rushed to the hospital, but he was pronounced dead. So our detective Sergeant Brown, who has been a homicide detective for 19 years, called it a shocking killing mm-hmm. and said it's unlike anything he's investigated before. I can't recall a situation where eight females have been involved in something like this. All eight were together. All eight were involved, he said. Total herd mentality. I won't say what each one individually did, but all eight were together and participating in this event, which is disturbing. Hive mind in crime. (laughs) You like that, didn't you? I do. And I have hive mind just ahead of here. So I was trying to think, like, what are some of the factors that I wanted to discuss with you about this? (laughs) So one of the factors is, I think... There is, um, well, I know there is dehumanization of homeless people mm-hmm. um, and they may be seen as less of human. So they are, they are victims of mm-hmm. attacks. A lot of times it's the same with, right. you know, um, murdering, you know, sex workers because they're, it's an available victim. And low, they're not always looked into. Assumed to have no support systems, which again, isn't always the case. They may just be on hard times and not have a place at that time. Right. I mean that they don't have anybody who cares. But I think the way that we, we, I mean, even, even as a society down in the U S like mm-hmm. we call them, Oh, the homeless, the homeless problem, you know, we're dehumanizing people. And so that could definitely be a socialized factor for these girls where it's like, oh, well, who cares? Who cares? It's He's not Give us what we want. a valuable like, human anyway. They could, yeah, be viewing it as fun where it's like, I could even see them like, like I don't, teenage girls are some of the scariest shit I've ever seen. So this doesn't shock me at all. But especially when they get the like, my 13 year old niece scares the crap out of me and I don't see her doing this, but I could see a herd of them convincing each other. Yeah. What if there's eight of them? Yeah. No, uh, someone's in trouble. Yeah. 13 year old girls are terrifying. Throw a 16 year old in there. Then you got muscle strain. So I think that is one of the factors. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, contrary to pro- common perceptions, homeless individuals are far more likely to be victims of homicides mm-hmm. than perpetrators. Mm-hmm. So it's put out there a lot like, oh, be, you don't want that homeless person near you because they're dangerous. But actually, in the last five years, murders of homeless individuals has grown exponentially. It can be really dangerous to be out on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um... I used to run away, but I thought it was fun. Mm. <laughs> Well, and and that was kind of a different era. You were in the era of serial killers, so I still not great for homeless. I folks. I would just be the shadows. Ooh, nice. That's the title of your next book. I'm still trying to think of the title of my book. Be the shadows. Is pretty I, I have a few ideas. I should probably jot that down. Mm-hmm. So swarming. You mentioned bees. Um is known in the animal realm as a protective tactic. So used in this case with the girls, it's unoffensive. Yeah, it's not a defensive. But swarming in the animal kingdom is used to protect the group. So many animals like bees and fish, they live in groups and they swarm. And swarming allows groups of animals to accomplish tasks that they can't do alone, such as defending themselves. Such when as you're 13. Yeah, I mean, I used to just steal their shoulder tap. I just waited patiently and had my until you were 21. And had my margarita with my dad at a Mexican restaurant. I had no time for that. So you can defend yourself when you're a part of a swarm from a much larger predator. So you can accomplish tasks that you couldn't do alone. Right. And Research has looked into how this behavior evolved. Packs of coyotes and wolves. and Yeah. Well, what the swarm does is it confuses the predator. Right. Because. Or the prey? No, the predator. This is a protective factor. Defensive. Yeah. So the swarming makes the predators see many prey. Right. Which confuses them. And scary. And then it allows more prey to to survive. So. Mm -hmm. More of your species is going to survive if you do a swarming than if you're just on your own. Right. So like in crisis events, a lot of what they tell you, like everybody leave different exits. Run away, run away in a zigzag pattern. And don't all go out in one spot and stand. No. Every time a party was raided when I was a teenager, that's what everybody did. Everybody just took off in every fucking direction. Window, climb over the wall. Hop I mean, the fences. You know, you're in the alley behind running away. They can't catch all of you. No. I never got caught in a party situation. So, but we've discussed how skilled I was at hopping fences. So good. It's a sense of pride. I, I'm proud of you for that you're everything i i wasn't when i was young i admire it i really do wait for my book to come out it'll be limited release i I can't wait (laughs) so as far as what um you were referring to killing in groups so there are many animals who hunt in packs so that's wolves chimpanzees which i didn't know about i did know about that they're like so strange i didn't realize they were pack animals like that yeah dolphins in packs I always just think they're so charming, but I guess they can be quite vicious. The whales have pods and they attack and they have like formations and shit. The orcas are fierce. Oh yeah, they're hardcore. I have nightmares about them. Dolphins though, it's like (laughs) lions. 
hunt, hunting packs. Clearly, hyenas. Yeah. So I feel like when this was named a swarming, it was a bit of a misnomer. Right. Like I think what the detective more should have said, like, oh, it was like a, a pack hunting, like a mob mentality, uh, rather yeah. than swarming, which from my research is a positive thing. Right. And I think the I the visual of swarming is like very concentrated and like so maybe he was going like, like mentality more visual yeah, 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 yeah. Versus what it means. Right. So let's say the tables were flipped and this person was attacking the girls and then they were all just like running about in different directions and creating confusion like that would have been a swarm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm we're setting the record straight here today. Deeply disturbing this podcast yet again. It's important. Words matter. Words Words matter. matter. Trust no one. Truth matters. So I did find some interesting research in the world of AI on what is called swarming intelligence. Have you seen Hero 6? I've only seen Big Hero 5. Oh, that's, did I just make up? I just made it. Talking about Big, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm like, I haven't seen the sequel. (laughs) I mean, that has the microbot. Yes. The swarming. You know, when my kids were little, I, I love that movie. It's so good. It's underrated and it should No, no, be no. I have criticism now. Oh, why? Well, let me tell you. So I looked at it with a totally different lens when it okay. first came out and my kids were little and now Stella's little and we're kind of like redoing the kid mm-hmm. movies. And I'm like, oh, I remember you all loved that movie. Let's watch it. Stella really did watch it. She called it the big squishy robot. It's cute. But then yeah. Skylar goes, this is the worst movie ever. I'm like, Why? And he said, this is just a ripoff of Spider-Man. And when I watched it with that lens, I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly Spider-Man. He's, he's right. It's it, totally Spider-Man. Watch it again with that lens. I couldn't watch oh it again God. after that. I had to hide it from Stella. Just ruined Big Hero 6? I had to hide it from her because I'm like, I can no longer watch this movie now. Because that was all I could see. Damn it. Sorry. Damn it. But he is cute and squishy. He is cute and he goes, Yes. So swarming intelligence has been shown to enable groups to make better, faster decisions than when acting individually. So this is the idea that uh, the group is more than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. So this is something that's really promoted in sports with teams and teamwork. A swarm in this sense is considered a brain of brains that has the capacity to function as a super intelligence. Derby. We see this with bees. And roller derby. The hive mind was something that I attempted to create as a coach. There was moments where we got close to glory. There were times we achieved glory. We did, but I don't know if it's because of hive mind or if it was just because it was a bunch of badass. <laughs> it's just doing individual brute I mean, I bruteness. Think, I might agree with that. Yeah. I yeah. found my helmet with all the kill stickers. And that was, that warmed my heart. I was like, yeah. each one of those. Do you know where I got that idea? Hit the floor. No. In World War II, planes would get a, a marking on them when they would take out an enemy mm-hmm. ship. Oh, it was the best motivation. And so I decided ever. it would motivate the team. If every time you knocked someone down, you'd come back and 100%. immediately, you get an immediate 
It's out of boy. The bench. I'd point at my helmet. I got it. I got it. Yeah, people would come in, sliding yeah, on a knee, like, like bowing, like bowing, ready to be knighted. I did it. <laughs> He's still down. Because <laughs> what we know with behaviorism is you got to have those immediate rewards. Oh, well, and it's just so good to watch, you know, they're down there on the ground and they're watching me so excited to get a sticker for it. <laughs> exactly. I live off stickers. It's <laughs> all it takes for me to hit you. <laughs> I really, I really tried to, to be a good leader. You, uh, there were, was moments. You were an amazing coach, uh, and I loved being on our team. And I'm glad it's only a team I've ever skated for. Got to close that chapter ten years later. Ten years. It's beautiful. Never played any organized sports. <laughs> so I really wanted to create a hive mind. Never really got there, but um, you said it. I think there was coupling. There was a couple moments where it's like, this is what it could be if everybody would just go to practice and, and when it just clicks, listen, and you don't have to overthink, and and that they're there, and and you're thinking, and you're like, yeah, it's automatic, anticipating. Yeah, so good. So with bees, they have been shown to make decisions by working together as a unified system, significantly amplifying their combined intelligence Mm -hmm. so right now in the field of ai they're working to harness this power of the collective consciousness i know that was really cool so that's like on the positive side of of groups of human brains together but uh we also know people can act more stupid in crowds oh way stupid way stupid way just dumb What do they call it <laughs> when everybody just like gets together and starts doing a dance? Oh, it's called yeah. something. Well, the dancing plague was one thing. Well, I mean, like in modern times, all, like, everybody shows up and, and they all start doing a dance. Oh, a flash mob. Flash mob. Yes, yeah. I've always wanted to secretly be a part of that. Not I mean, a singing and dancing I one. Would never. But I wanted to do a roller derby one for many years. Remember where we would just show up, throw down a temporary track do like two jams and then get out we before we got that. in trouble i still have this huge desire to hit people i just kinda, take a lot of organization i just maybe just need to go to one practice in idaho maybe and just after we skate a bit just i see i'm not going to i that's okay i just need to hit somebody i'll pay a drop-in fee like i'm not part of their team i just want to go for it. and hit someone but to do a flash mob roller derby we would need at a least team. 15 people. I guarantee you, if we actually put effort into it, we could get people from our previous league. I just have just limited say time, time and have other projects going on. Just one time only. I'm trying to a plan sticker. a big party for February 4th. Why? It's February. I just picked that date. Oh. You're invited. It would be really awkward if you did If I brought it up and I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you all about it, how fun it was later. Thanks. Is it going to be here? No, I'm going to do it at the Wellness Center. Mm. Skylar and Stella are going to DJ. I haven't been to a party in so long. It's going to be After fun. party in Derby, which so it would have been like, what, four years ago now? At least. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm planning a party February 4th, so <laughs> plan your outfit. Is it fancy? Like dress fancy, get sloshed? It's a, a theme party. <gasps> I don't get to know the team yet. I don't want to announce it now here. We <laughs> in front of the microphone. So we go with the group. Research has showed yeah. this over and over that right. people are going to adopt the view of the majority, even when it's obviously wrong. Also so, sort of relates to my topic. 
so thinking about the swarm of girls, I'm wondering if, you know, there's power differentials all the time in groups. Was the one that were pursued as more like the leaders, right? The ones that made some initial steps, and other people just, you know, you just mm -hmm. go along with the majority of the group. Like 16, between 16 and 13, maturity wise, is a huge jump. Like the 13 year old is going to do what a 16 year old tells them, and they're going to have no emotional maturity at all. The 16 year old, I would expect a bit more from, like, they're driving. Well, I don't know who has the power. I mean, it could could, could be, be one of the 14-year-olds. Weird little 13-year-old psychopath. My guess, hurt. this is just armchair, armchair analysis. I, I don't see a th- one of the youngest ones being the leader, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be one of the oldest ones. I could see it being a middle one. If you have a track record and you have respect and you have a lot of Instagram followers. Like a middle, a middle child syndrome could totally lead to some brutality, I think. So whatever the age, I think somebody in there took the lead and everybody participated because and there has to be a camera there's this mob there. mentality there, i guarantee you there's cameras so they have seen everything police well like i said this is very early this just happened a but little over a week ago it was outside of a shelter so yeah. those shelters have cameras in the front 100 i'm really interested it's to Canada. learn they've to learn they have what canada has more resources cctv no that's British, I think, is CCTV. Well, that's everywhere. Is it? But not here. Closed circuit TV is yeah. everywhere. Those are the here. like the cameras that are everywhere filming you, know, like when you are parking at Target or you're. Oh yeah, no, I I just think that a shelter, the shelters we have at least, would have cameras out front, just anticipating shit to go down on occasion. Sometimes they don't record though. It's like the fake one I had when I couldn't afford a real camera. Well, sometimes they're supposed to just be for in the moment, like checking on stuff. They don't always record. So I don't, I don't know what kind of evidence they got. My first house that was right behind Northtown Mall that I lived in for six months, which was terrifying. (laughs) Northtown Mall, sketchy, like literally directly behind. And I had one of those fake ones that you could buy for like $10 that would just blink the light that was my security level back then that in a mask. i don't have any security here I mean, my security is my road. intuition mm. my eyes and ears sideways note i sent you the news about the idaho dude yeah but we should talk about that on our patreon because that's we really the start of that conversation we will uh yeah just done okay. so i do think with eight people, I nobody is all everybody's brains is different. So nobody's thinking exactly the same at the same time. So there's moments where people had to make a decision, even though it was, may have been automatic, right. where they're gonna choose. And they're there. Do I do this or do I not do this? Like what do I do? And according to initial reports, everybody chose to do. Which again, like in your group mentality, every, you know, that leader kicks off, other people are jumping in. What do you not do it? Right. Because what is that? What's the implication socially that you're an outcast forever? Everybody's going to hate you. You're scared to. Maybe you're the next victim. You didn't. I mean, maybe it was 
plan to be that level. Maybe someone just initiated it, was willing to initiate it. And then everybody was like, oh my God, like go do it because this is. It's already being done. Right. You're caught up in the wave. You go back. And they'd already done some kind of low level criminal thing earlier. So I think they're out and they're in that mood. Like we're going to do shit. Like, right. we're They're out we're wild we're out of the house no one can you know get us in trouble that I mean, invincibility that's the the podcast one about um stupid things for less like the willingness to do like life-threatening things for social glory. oh it's huge because you don't want to not belong especially at that age Doing something that makes you stand out at that age actually is life-threatening. It feels life-threatening. My dad told me that moving to Spokane freshman year probably stunted my growth (laughs) because I moved here and had no friends in freshman year of high school. And and I possibly agree with him. I my response was you giving me continuing to cut my bangs throughout my high school career probably didn't help either. Full cut. Trauma. Look like a chipmunk right freshman year photo. Freshman no, you year. don't. That's you've way outgrown parent haircuts at that age. That's not right. I should report in CPS <laughs> for past. I'm an adult though now. Is so. the statute of limitations run out on bad parent bang trims in teenage years? <laughs> I love you, Dad. So <laughs> I. I think like we really got to look at this from a social psychological point of view. Uh, Look at the relationships that they had with each other. And I do think also like there's a decreased sense of responsibility when everybody's doing it. Oh, absolutely. That's the, um, it's like the flip side of, uh, it's, uh, it's a thing. What's it called when uh, you have a group of people and, and only like nobody helps oh the bystander effect yes it's like the flip side of the bystander effect it's like oh somebody will help so i don't have to this is opposite where it's like everybody's murdering so it's okay so relates to my topic i'm so excited and how do we know which blow is the fatal one so there is like in some sense there's like a real sense of like well was it me? Nobody knows. I was. I just stabbed I mean, once. I just. Well, and that's. I'm kind you of. You know, held like, the person down. I just. A, did they all have a knife and they all stabbed, or was there stabber and then everybody else was equally swarming but not stabbing? Stabbing, I do think, gets you like you have a weapon. You that's why I weapon. thought charging them all equally was interesting. Interesting. Because it makes me think of, I think there was like an Agatha Christie story about this where everybody actually took the same knife and stabbed. And stabbed. Right, right, right. So right. that there would be true, like spread out responsibility. But still, someone's doing the stab that is like the one that kills the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me is that final stab like the stab like if others had stabbed I mean you don't know what contributed blood loss you know is the final stab the last no no I don't that's what I mean you don't know which one was the fatal one what if the person like what if there was a 13 year old who was like acting super aggressive 
but didn't stop, I would say there's less, like there is something to be said about not taking a deadly weapon and putting it in somebody. Well, that was the way they case that's why there was right. two different charges but, but here us right they're all Canada, which, charged equally which i found really interesting it might be being kind of judicial system perspective of this level like really making it um like a public like we will not tolerate this any level of because this. i'm sh- i'm just guessing but I don't think everybody took the knife and stabbed. There's probably so. some holding down. There's probably some it's impromptu. Like if they had gotten the alcohol and there wasn't a thing. Like, did they all have a knife? I don't you know. Think... I mean, these are the questions that I have. I think somebody thought they were cool, put it in their pocket, like, don't worry, I got us. And then I don't think they probably expected resistance. And somebody didn't react well to not having control. Well, I think. You know, you're demanding this alcohol. There's some pushback. And then if you've demanded it and it's not being given, now you have to save face. Yeah. Like, so what are you going to do in that moment? There is a ring. Are you just going to leader feeling like, yeah. Are you just going to accept that and walk away? Or you, right. do you need to take things to the next level to get that alcohol? And maybe the next level is well, you take out your knife. Everybody's watching. And that's still not working. And then what do you do? You've already got your knife out. You, you know, you're a teenage girl, everybody's watching, you have that strong, life-threatening sense of belonging, then maybe you stab, and then all shit hits the fan after that, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the person's or maybe going to be fighting, screaming, yelling, everybody's right. going to jump well, in. He's probably trying to defend himself at this point. Like, this yeah, he's just... probably yelling, fighting. Well, yeah. and he's probably initially didn't fight as hard because they're young kids. And then they're getting more brutal and it's escalating. And then somebody, I mean, it could be the other way where they like it escalated to knife because who knows? Because, you know, here's a full grown man and yeah. now he's attacking, he's defending himself. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we don't, don't know. we don't know. There's a lot of things that need to come out with us. Mm-hmm. Um I did look up in the U.S. A person can be convicted of for a crime which they did not play the decisive role mm-hmm. or any direct role at all. This principle is known as joint enterprise. Yeah. So, if they had something to gain from it, somehow. well, this is people who either provided assistance or encouragement have been considered just as guilty as the principal offender and been convicted. Mm-hmm. This has been seen more with. Uh, people that are uh, of color okay so there's some social as far issues as, there okay i was gonna say as far as just like actual what they're being charged with though. yes so being accused of something that you weren't didn't play the direct role will happen more in cases when you're a person of color in the u.s which again goes back to my like okay if these were men of if these were a, a if these were like how many were there eight 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 black men that did this would they really hesitate in calling them a gang i don't know in the u.s probably not because this brought up that stupid. whole back um gosh was it the 90s there was that whole case where this group of young black men were falsely accused mm-hmm. of attacking and raping somebody i think in new right. york right they called that wilding 
These terms are great. Swarming. Well, they went to prison for a long time until finally, I think the the person that was a serial rapist, I think somehow either confessed or was discovered. I don't remember. There's a whole series. I should watch it um, on that. Gosh, what's the series called? There's so much stuff out there now. This is why. When they see us, I think that's what it's called. Mm. This is why we don't claim to be a crime podcast. We give you what we can, when we can, while we can. You're digging deep. I'm almost. The accused. Eight girls whose identity is protected under the Youth Criminal Justice Act must follow minors so one of them got bail just a couple days ago um they must not contact the others or possess any weapons or a cell phone they must not leave the area so that seems a little light like they just straight up stab some dude on the street the other seven are set to appear in court in three days so more to come on this but i was just the the headlines on this with the 18 girls murder someone in a swarming i was like well swarming you know immediately i think of a a pack of bees i'm like what do you mean a swarming right which is defensive right like bees don't just it's protective the killer bees or whatever well in this the research that i showed that it's really a defensive thing Mm -hmm. it's a protective thing and they weren't protecting themselves. They were completely offensive. Unless the swing side of that may be that like maybe the saving face felt so vulnerable that it was defensive from social exclusion. Right. Psychologically. Someone still got stabbed to death. Agreed. Horrible. I mean, we weren't there. We don't know. But just on surface value, I really just wanted to discuss this with you. So thank you. No, I think this is so good. Thank you. So good. Your turn. I heard a lot of noise. I know. I I was waiting to see if I should hear it or not. Doing work. Oh, okay. He did warn me there was going to be noise, but I honest to God forgot that. I was like, if you're not alarmed, I will be alarmed. I, I mean, thought maybe it was Asher working out. Like, <laughs> He's got a little home gym. He's created adorable. in his room. That's adorable. But I realize now it's um, the nail gun. Right. Okay. So my topic today. You said it related. So I'm. There's interested. some, there's some, a little overlaps. Just a little. Everything's connected. Where did they go? They're there. Okay. So. First of all. Are you? Did I get you heated? I got buzzy wine so fast, and I'm excited about it because we still have half of that. Sarah didn't come, so we're gonna split her hand. We're drinking with her in spirit. How we do? I have. I still have a present for her. Okay, so I look. Look what I'm wearing. Unders. Oh my gosh, you're like representing on so many levels. Okay, so I'm repping Sabbath. <laughs> that's a good one Something. to be to be repped. I'm going second. Obviously, this has already gone downhill about midway through. This, so <laughs> here we go. I think it. <laughs> no, you have to be a patron if you want to see. If you want to where see this whole thing started today, it's only a daughter. It did, a dollar. A daughter. It's only a daughter uh, on Patreon. Your firstborn is all that we require. <laughs> 
so dumb. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about burial rituals. Oh. So this came up for me. I actually saw a news article first that like stemmed this, which was New York City has now passed. There's a couple other states that allow it too, where bodies of humans can be, it's like a whole process, above ground process of decomposing the yeah. body naturally and made into a compost dirt. Yeah, they can like they can be they can be or whatnot. Even, they can even be using gardening. Like the person's just given the dirt. Yeah. So that got passed in New York just recently. So it's um, in our state a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's what brought this up in my mind. Human composting. Human composting. That's called. Right. Which I don't know if I love that name for it. Seems a little gross. Blunt. You know what I really like? Blunt if it's your loved one. It was like, okay, so and it can be used for things like gardening. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could start a restaurant growing all vegetables from human remains. Well, what would you call the restaurant? Human to table, because I do farm to table. Ooh, that's good. Write that down, along with your book name that you already forgot. I can't write things down. I have no implements. Sarah, where are you? Where is Sarah? She's our writer downer. Okay. We got used to being here. Okay. So first, before, okay, so I, I looked up interesting burial like rituals around the world to see kind of like what other places do and there's some cool ones and some weird ones but first I'm going to talk about in the U.S. like we do a lot of burying bodies and gets that's kind of a thing here as well as cremation which has taken it's like gone up in popularity uh so it's so deeply rooted in like a lot of religious um mm-hmm. pieces uh, a lot of people have a hard time questioning it like why why would you change that and we have a lot of graveyards around here um but like in new york for example there's too many people to have graves like there's just not enough land for it so statistically the process of preserving and sealing corpses and caskets and then putting them in the ground is actually very in, un- environmentally unfriendly so I'm just going to talk about that. Well, I mean, I would just continue to bury people in my backyard if it was an illegal. You know how many no. dogs I have out there? Right, right. And that's not bad. Like, that's not a bad thing. So toxic chemicals. You know how small my yard is? Oh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's a big dead pit. That's called a mass grave. I think my backyard is. They're gonna dig that up. Point. They're gonna dig that up in like 250 years and be like, mm, "We found remains of yeah, there's remains dogs." And <laughs> I try to remember sometimes. I'm like, "Where was the cat? Where were the rats? I think they were over there." You know, when I'm like, "Yeah, you just doing know. some gardening." So what we know is that first of all, the embalming process is toxic. So when people are embalmed. Um, this includes like you're like literally being um, pumped with a chemical cocktail of formaldehyde, phenol, methanol, and glycerin to delay decay. That's the whole point. It could be used for displaying purposes for funerals, long distance transport. people to open caskets. That shit freaks me out. I will never, ever. I've never looked in one. I don't care to see someone after they've passed. Well, I spent time with my grandmother and my other grandmother who were sisters. And um, that was intense. 
I just, it's it's, the whole point is to give them like a life-like appearance for public viewing. And that freaks me out alone. Like they're not alive anymore. Can we not pretend? Jews don't do that. Jews are like, they're dead. I'm a secondhand Jew and this is- They need to be in the ground within 24 to 48 hours. Um, It feels fast when you're going through it and you're- I'm sure that does feel- Grief stricken. Right. But- it makes sense. It forces you into the grief process it's just and happening. it forces you to move out and it's, it's all sometimes. structured. Sometimes it'll be like, okay, I hear about someone passing and then I find out like, oh yes, the funeral's in two weeks. Yeah, no. What? Like, yeah. That's such a lot. And for like families get petty about stuff, like make the petty shit two days and then the person's break. No, done. I... Mm-mm. When I went through it a few years ago, when my great aunt died, who was really like a grandmother figure to all of us, I it was my first time really being immersed in like the traditional practices. And I have to say, it was very comforting knowing there's a roadmap. Like, so, oh, you do this, you don't do this, you do this, you don't do this. Right. And then at this day, you move on with your life. It's like, oh. It's permission to move on. Yeah, like there's this right. whole thing, like Move for forward, eight days, it's forward. fucking intense. Mm-hmm. And then every month you have a thing in the Which first year. So good. And then yeah. after that, it's annually. Right. And then so you still come back to it, but it's not like, like that. pervasive. And and I'm not really going going to go into that, into this topic, but there are many different ways that countries grieve and show that. that well, my sister and I have always, since we went through that, because we went through the process together. Mm-hmm. Um with our great aunt who we're like with her in the final moments and just to see like these old ladies came in they like took care of her mm-hmm. her body after and we're like oh, we want to be like that see we called them well we called our future business i mean not that i make many theoretical business our theoretical like right. we called our the this. shroud sisters because we book title name after and and like do this whole ritual where you prepare somebody for death and it's so beautiful like they wash the body they wrap it in a shroud they you know so and i'll go over a couple like some countries where they view the body as being very like bad at that point no this is like a whole honoring and a beauty and it's nice it was honestly comforting knowing that when they took her like she was going to the hands of um what we call the shroud sisters that's not really their name well (laughs) when and and just to contrast that in a more horrible way i i saw my grandpa pass away in the hospital and it was like family was there and that was great um first time i've ever seen like watch someone die which was like odd to be a part of that um but then then it was just like okay it happened and then they like shoo you out and then i like i have no idea what happened after that no idea none of it see we had such a positive experience i mean and to me like you're in such grief at that point you don't think about that but like i could see those little things being healing and and like uh like he's being taken care of now like there's a there's a follow-up yeah Yeah, and they let us stay with her as long as we wanted yeah we probably stayed for about 45 minutes after right 
And then they like told us like, okay, now she's going here. Now she's going to here. Then she's going to here. So mm-hmm. felt like you, you knew where she was. Yeah. And yeah. I live right by the she cemetery. Part of the process. She wasn't yes. like just gone. And so even when I came home, I'm like, oh, she's right over there. That's nice. Yeah. That is yeah. Nice. So back to formaldehyde. Sorry, I just... it's... No, I really appreciate that. Cause honestly, I still mm-hmm. have like, I, for this is probably, why you're a secondhand Jew. Probably for three months, I agree. Three months after that happened, I would have, I would close my eyes and still picture my grandpa's face as he died. Like it was just so scarred. Because there wasn't brain. an after. There was no positive in the, the positive experience. After. It was just tragic, horrifying, and done. Yeah. Okay. So formaldehyde, sorry, wine. Formaldehyde is a potential human carcinogen, first of all. It can be lethal in high doses. It also irritates eyes, nose, throat. Um, phenol similarly irritates and burns the flesh and is toxic if ingested. And menthol, alcohol, and glycerin can irritate the eyes, skin, nose, and throat. So an article published by the Berkeley Planning Journal, more than 80,000 gallons of formaldehyde are put into the ground along with dead bodies every year in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they leak out. Yes. And, and it's just it's it. just not good. Yeah. That's enough to fill one quarter of an Olympic-sized swimming pool every year of formaldehyde. And many materials go into a burial. So Every year, the U.S. uses 30 million board feet of hardwood, 2,700 tons of copper and bronze, and 104,272 tons of steel, and about 1,636,000 tons of reinforced concrete. So the amount of casket wood alone is equivalent to about 4 million acres of forest and can rebuild 4.5 million homes. Yeah, I don't feel like the need to be in a casket, but it's illegal. I always wanted to just be buried under a tree out in the country. Right. And that's where like having, having the state political, religious, whatever, mainstream, whatever, leading that is really odd to me because it is so religiously different and there's so many different views on it. It's odd that the state well, wanted to go back. And like, I felt like the right. casket, like eventually you're going to go back mm-hmm. to earth, but that kind of took, is a barrier. Exactly. So physically and spiritually. I mentioned the space too. There's just not enough space. So after it's been sealed in a casket, it's placed in a thin concrete vault, which is placed in like a memorial park, is what it's called. They tend to have pristine lawns. We've been to places where like they take care of it. That takes money. That takes time. We've been to places where they don't take care of it. Right. The, the graves aren't tended. Which is horribly sad. It's so sad. <laughs> compared because right there, so this is speaking more about like what is it costing us environmentally and for yeah. resources, but just on the sad side too, it shows inequality of like who's being taken care of and who's not. Yeah, mm. for sure. So ultimately, what we know is that they require a ton of water in these parks, chemical fertilizers, oh, the look amazing. right. Um, so all of that impacts everything from water supplies, wildlife, bees, impacts everything. So, and they use a, a ton of land. We've talked about bees. I talked about, about bees tonight. Bees. Right, and I had the I bee plans. topic, the blueberry bee. Yeah. Okay. If you added up the entire square footage of all the cemeteries in the U.S., according to Dobshaw, it would measure 1 million acres of land that goes to cemeteries. Well, future topic maybe needs to be golf versus 
Fuck yeah, that's fucked up. Good idea. Mm-hmm. That's good. The cost of an entire funeral, so we're going to go into cost area, is about $10,000 for people, which to me is horrifying because when someone dies, first of all, you're dealing with emotional grief. There is financial grief and families are fighting over money. So just to pawn up $10,000 to try to give your family member, and that's probably the modest end. Well, and there's predatory practices, you know. Where they capitalize on your grief and be like, well, you could get them the shitty coffin or everything you could really honor them with this high end coffin. And and it's all the things. So they, they sell you on that first that you agree to that high end, whatever, because you're like, they're worth it. Right. And then after you signed, you then talk flowers, clothing for the person, transportation and other charges like that comes after and then you're like whoa what i thought was going to be you know i paid 6500 for my like to really show that i care and then slap on another 6 to 12000 dollars depending on other things well when my great aunt was in the last few years you know she paid for it all and mm-hmm. ranched it all so it was all her wishes right which is nice that's so and that would be a difference from like my grandpa who refused to talk about it uh-huh. at all Super denial about that. Poor grandma, like, had to make all these last minute decisions because he refused to talk about it. Jews don't do flowers, by the way. Oh, but fuck flowers. Um, (laughs) at mine, I I mean, I don't want to do flowers at the thing because Jews don't do that, but at like the after party, yeah, I I would like some flowers. (laughs) This is my living will that I'm doing right now on air. I'll bring this if I outlook. Okay, peonies. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, I know, but I'm secondhand. Don't worry, I'm allowed. <laughs> she told me she wrote it down in my brain once at yeah. a podcast. Well, it's on record right now. Oh, yeah. PNAs at the after party. Okay. We're going to have a huge party when both of us die. It should probably be at the, at the same, same time. time. No, I think so. I would just say, I would just planning something. What's happening here? I can't podcast without you. So, all right, we'll blow the shit up. <laughs> Deal. All right okay so i was nearly, like someone louise right let's just end big two million people are buried every year the funeral industry takes in about 15 billion dollars a year mm, that's a lot from grieving you know when you do those career tests in school yeah every time mine was funeral worker Every time that was my number one. It's interesting because mine was always teacher and and like maybe social service stuff. No, mine was funeral parlor person or whatever. Hmm. Which is I could see that actually. I could see you actually liking it. I do like you could like it. I do like alone time. No, I could see you actually like really liking that job. I would have to really get comfortable with dead bodies. I'm not there yet. No, I like if you were so say like a family member had done it and like passed it to you, you would be so amazing. <laughs> you would be pro. You would have think really good. Okay, so so cremation, which is kind of our secondary thing here in the US, it's not much better um overall. So like yes, it's not as much space, but burning bodies into ashes um does have um a lot of atmospherical things so carbon monoxide fine sulfur dioxide 
heavy metals, and there's still research being done on mercury emissions from dental fillings, which is actually like a big concern. So they're burning off mercury. What about when they're in your, in your face? Well, they're burning it. When you have a mercury filling. Well, you're burning your face off. <laughs> and then the mercury. I so- currently have an old, I don't know if it's mercury, maybe it's silver, but it's leaking up there. Right. So that's not good. That seems bad. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> I mean, they said the most concerning thing is the mercury being burned. <laughs> what about when it's two inches from your brain? No, I think that's bad. I know. I, but now I'm like, is it mercury or am I just making that up? I'm not a dentist. I'm not a dentist either. <laughs> dentists have. I am a funeral worker. Scientists. No. Dentists have high suicide rates. Yeah, because so everybody hates them. It's because when you go in there and say, is this mercury? They're going to say yes. And you're going to yell at them. Or punch them. <laughs> you're like, That's what happened with me. Remember when you took that boxing class that one time? I did with you. Oh, I, I took boxing for a long time. You did it for a while. That's I was in a boxing it. fight. I was like, all we did was the boxing exercises. And I was like, shit's going to kill me. I was in the best shape of I my life. I was so fit. Yeah, no, I went like, I think I went like four times. And my oh. arms just. I trained for like a year and a half and then actually did a real match, which I won. Maybe I need to like get a, like, because I have a garage. Maybe I need to like hang a boxing thing and just hit. Like, I feel like I need to hit things. I love hitting things. Hitting things. Okay, sorry. What are we talking about? So, um, <laughs> um, Jews don't do um, cremation. Cremation. Okay. Hmm. This is really so a, a good topic for me. I feel like I have a lot to contribute. No, this is great. Um, because I need to know what I need to do to align with my religion. Secondary. It's because of the Holocaust. And the burning of the bodies. Oh, that's why Jews don't do cremation in general. I'm sure there are some that do. Side note, random side note. So I, when I was in high school, my dad and I in Seattle, some hookup he knew was like, hey, this guy killed himself and there's this house full of stuff and you can come in and take some stuff. It was legal. He was a relative and he just wanted the stuff gone is what was happening. Like an estate sale, but free. Right. Yes. And so I got a bucket, my contribution after, after I was traumatized. So there was a bunch of paintings in a room, like who's a hoarder. And I was like looking through these paintings and I moved one and I saw underneath the blood splatter on the wall and he landed from where he killed himself. He killed himself in that room and was there for two months before his family members found him. There was someone else living in the house before he found him. And they didn't. Um, no, like, it was in. No, I tell you or no. move the items out of that space. No. And like it's like they propped the pictures up to hide it. And like I had moved it, and it was up on the wall, and you could see the splatter and the fall. It's traumatizing. It for was. You. I mean. I was, and then I got a bucket full of money and I forgot all about it. So then I got this thing. How easily you get over things. Full of money are in, is involved. Foreign coins. It was like all like foreign coins, some US coins too. And I've been recently going through them and I have found four Nazi coins that actually have the swastika <gasps> on them. And I was like, ah, like from 1941. That's blood money. It is blood money. And literally, there's probably blood on them. I did find some early like US coins that are super rare too, which are really cool. Some mercury nickels, mercury dimes, mercury dimes. They were cool. Anyways, I collect coins and stamps. 
<gasps> really? Because you would be fascinated. It's one of my uh, secret nerdy things I about seen... me. That's so cool. So anyways, I thought I saw those and I was like, Ugh. put them. I have a little jar that's the Austria, Russia, German jar. <laughs> that's how my sorting is happening right now. <laughs> there's There's some cool stuff. But it is, it's neat to see the history though. Like, cause you see yeah. that like, oh, here's when they had money when it was like made out of better things. Oh, I love history. Down. Mm-hmm. And I'm always constantly fascinated by how little we have changed as a result of going through some horrible shit. Like we just right. don't learn. Right, right. I'm. It's been fun to like learn like the types of, like now I'm familiar with like, there's so many like, dutch and netherlands and iceland coins in this bucket i haven't touched it since high school and i recently pulled it out because my um uh my boyfriend's really into it and i was like hey by the way here's this thing that i hey, look at all this bucket of money and it's fun okay so let's get back to eco-friendly alternatives let's do that they do exist first of all and we're not almost done so crack that open because i've there is here so Sarah isn't here. I, we love you, Sarah. Did I, sorry. Okay. Uh, so things like you can actually, you have to do that right in front of the mic. Sometimes you're just pissing in it. The, like people just listening to the audio are going to be so confused. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Go ahead. Why are you not as impressed with my pouring skills as you should be? Want me to do yours? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> it does sound like pissing. Exactly. What happened before? I'm trying to be hygienic. No, that's good because I had strep throat, but I did finish all my antibiotics like four days ago, so I'm good. thanks appreciate it okay so one is that you can actually encase your body into a pod that sprouts into a tree i really like is that the way you want to do i don't know i'm torn now so that is one way i like the tree because i like that like you become a living thing again Mm -hmm. like and fairly in a fairly reasonable amount. that's why i always want to just like Plant me at the foot of a tree. Like, I love that. Like, because you like, can't, it's illegal. No, but you could become a pod. Okay, I could become a pod. You could become a pod that's like the seed is placed in there. So it literally grows out of your dead body. Why are the pods different colors? I don't understand that photo capsules. Oh, it's a picture they picked. I didn't pick it. So, bothers me. That marketing is problematic, I think. I don't like the pods either. They look like egg sacks, they look like sacks hanging. But it'd be in the ground, so it'd be okay. So I like this idea because it'd be like, oh, you know, go look at great-grandma Macy out in the yard. She's growing so beautifully. But what if they're dicks and they don't water me and I fucking die? I know. Fucking assholes. Okay, so. Have you This is, I don't know. Do we have time for another tangent or no? Oh, I'll save it. No, we do. We we don't have to start. It's a two-way. And we met early. It's fine. It's only six. So I get sentimentally attached to things, especially things involving like my grandmother, for example. So when I first moved into this house in 1996, 
she brought from San Francisco this um, lilac tree sapling that was like this big that she Mm -hmm. grew in a gourd in San Francisco. And um, I planted it. For a long time, it flourished. Okay, about I already know where years this is going ago. because you are the murder of every plant I've ever seen in this house it's or your office. It started to struggle. And right now outside, it's literally one long stick with two leaves. And I'm just like, what am I going to do if no. it dies all the way? So here's the deal. So, okay. I feel like it's my grandmother dying all over again. So I'm going to try and some counseling here. I just recently took this course on like healthy goodbyes and termination of counseling. And one was like, do not give a live plant to a client when you discharge because they, it is tied emotionally to you. I'm and emotionally tied. What to is they, of a what if they kill that plant? Lilac. What does that mean? No, this means so that somehow I am not respecting right. my grandmother's right or important or legacy. Freaking lightning storm hits it. Like, what bad omens are you seeing from that? Like, it's just lightning. So I'm no torn. everything has meaning. I really like this idea in conceptually, but I do think it does play some guilt on survivors. I've decided what I'm going to do. I'm not done with the options yet. So maybe you need to wait. Okay. Well, wait somehow it's going to involve my body nourishing that stick of a dead lilac tree. See, like talk about guilt. Like you're <laughs> over- God, I would love you to. Oh God, that's the compressor. I would love you to <laughs> what is that? circle of life back the ones, the latter plants in their office. <laughs> They're doing really well right now. Are they? Yeah. Have you been watering them? I have not. I think that the ones that aren't going to make it have died, and the ones that are hardy are thriving. It's not hardy. They just need less watering compared to the And light. Okay. So anyways, they can do that. A second one, which I thought was interesting, they can- I don't like needy plants or people. I like this idea a lot. What's happening? Are you leaking? I don't know what is going (laughs) on. You are leaking. No, look, it's leaking. Maybe from your pour, you poured and it went all up. My pores are leaking. (laughs) You got to sip your friends. That's what that's called. What? My friends? Yeah, I may be a generation behind you, but we call that the friends. If you take a drink and you leave this, and like if you give it to someone else to drink, you're supposed to say sip your friends. That's disgusting. I would never sip that. Wine slobber. No, I would never. No, that's why. That's why. If you handed me that, I'd be like, sip your friends. So then I I would not. No, you just sip your own friends. No, I out of courtesy. I don't leave friends. Okay, but that's what that was. I'm a clean sipper. Look at your fucking table; it's covered in wine. No, I think like every piece of furniture in your house. This is some kind of side effect of my boring <laughs> what's happening with your friends <laughs> i was fine and then it wasn't fine is it on my shirt it's red so right okay. the second one i really liked <laughs> i like this one okay i'm you exploring can, my options you can seal your ashes in a concrete ball that will plunge to the bottom of the ocean to feed coral reefs. Oh, how does it feed coral reefs? Well, like, um, because it's it's still, you know, your body inside of the thing. So, like, little 
corals and fishies make it their home. Oh, right. Which I really actually like that. Is that the way you're going to go? I don't know. I'm still wondering. I think I feel like I have a little bit. Writing wills is important because I have a will for it gives you a false sense of security about what's happening after you die. Mm -hmm. False sense of control. I mean, to me, I think the tree thing, I'd be happy, but like trees die too. Like they don't live forever. Coral reefs die, sadly. Coral reefs die. But if it's in a concrete ball, maybe it'll become something big that like maybe comes back and maybe grows a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Like the ocean is the most unexplored part of the world. It's true. I don't know what that matters, but there you go. Um, additionally, you can you can also get buried in a wood only casket using alkaline hydrolysis instead of cremating. So this is a natural way of not doing embalming. So um, there are biodegradable casket options, bamboo, paper, cardboard, wool, oh. banana, leaf, and willow. So you can actually be buried and can actually you run through those choices again. You said them kind of fast. Ted, bamboo. Okay. Paper, cardboard, wool, banana leaf, and willow. I'm feeling like bamboo or willow out of those. This sounds better. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be wrapped in a fucking banana leaf for all eternity. I'm a little bit too important, self-important. Right. No, no, no. We're to tor- have banana leaf be my legacy. We are Tori, which means... <laughs> Multiple Torresses. <laughs> which means i need to feel important while i'm dead too which is also why like which the tree we're not going to know what's happening but, but that's why the tree thing like i like the tree thing but trees die and people feel like we're guilty like i just want to be fucking amazing by myself and i see why people choose monuments like yeah i get it yeah. like it's there it. it's like in stone nobody it's can change it denial. Like, I get that. Yeah. Like, maybe I want to be biodegradable and have a penile. Well, that's why I thought tree. Because now that I think of it, it's not right. just me contributing. It's me contributing to a fucking tree. Right. That tree's going to live, maybe make fruits. Maybe. Maybe feed your children in the a future. A thousand years your in the future. My kids can. Right. Because they can take the seeds and continue to grow it. Well, they can oh. picnic beneath my you can shade. Put in your will, like, please save my seeds to grow more of me. You can have a forest, a mangrove. Have Naomi. That's amazing. I need to update if my will. If only anyway. our descendants Tomorrow. aren't dickholes, because if they're dickholes, none of this is going to happen. Okay. Well, that's why you make it like a legal. Are you ready for the fun part? Is there a fun part of this? It is. We're switching gears. That's why we're not switch the gears. Seven unique burial rituals across the world. Okay. Okay. See, I shredded my hand and I was shredding cheese last night. We're never going to finish. I saw that and I was like, she's working so hard on her house. She's making some mac and cheese. Are you ready for the fun stuff? Sky burial. So I feel like that's a misnomer. No, 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 no. And no. why did I immediately think of Tom Cruise? I have no fucking idea. He's always in the sky doing a, a dive. Oh, okay. This is going to be about different countries' approaches to burial. Okay. Okay. So sky burial is common in Tibet among Buddhists who believe in the value of sending their loved ones soul towards heaven. So they're left outside. They leave the bodies outside, cut into pieces for birds or other animals to eat. 
This serves the dual purpose of eliminating the now empty vessel of the body and allowing the soul to depart while also embracing the circle of life and giving sustenance to animals. And it, it brings it back to the sky. I, I mean, I get it in principle, but when it's your very close loved one, body be, being eaten by wolves. And dismembered that, I couldn't swallow that. It's a little traumatic. I couldn't do it. But I can see being like circle of life. Like if you're really embedded in that culture, I could see that being okay. Okay, number two. It gets shit gets weird. Okay, so Famadihana, also probably pronounced wrong. <laughs> Dancing with the dead. Best described the burial tradition of Madagascar. The Malagasy people often open the tombs of their dead every few years and rewrap them in fresh burial clothes. Each time the dead get fresh wrappings, they also get a fresh dance near the tomb while music plays. This ritual trans- a dance like you pick the skeleton up and you dance around with no them? this so they just oh. rewrap them in new clothes and the family members dance oh so i'm picturing like i know they dance near the tomb uh this <laughs> too many movies. it's called it's, this ritual is translated as turning of the bones it's meant to speed up decomposition and push the spirit of the dead towards the afterlife oh okay so, so the like afterlife is associated years. with how present they are or not present right so like as a family member you being involved and continuing to be involved matters physically present I mean. right yeah so every few years you changing like and i like that idea the taurus of me likes that idea change my clothes every few years that's like the minimal thing you could do is change my clothes i mean what are the new outfits you get whatever they put on you but they also dance around you which feels fun feels fun i mean i love fashion right i love dancing so like change it up like because like you may have your burial outfit but do you want that to be your three forever outfit three years post outfit probably not does this mean you get a new look in the afterlife yeah oh my god then i'm all about it every few years you know how much i love fashion absolutely this sounds so like you okay so water burial Nordic countries often embrace water in rituals of choice. So either layering coffins atop cliffs facing towards the water to actually use the water as a burial ground, or some set their bodies adrift in death ships. Um, I'm sure you have watched Netflix. Um, what do you mean? Sent, where they send the bodies out in the ocean, like some oh, like in like frightening yeah. Yeah. yeah, things like that. Okay, the parade. So celebrating the life of the deceased can take other forms. Like in India, they per- parade the dead through the streets. I don't what know how I feel that mean parade. Dressed in colors that highlight the virtues of the deceased. Red for purity, yellow for knowledge. I kind of like that. In an effort to encourage souls to reach salvation, ending the cycle of reincarnation, the bodies are sprinkled with water from the Ganges River when the cremated are torn. Uh, sorry when then cremated at the town's main cremation ground so it's like we're going to parade them in the values of the person to then cremate them at the end it's a lot of judgment that other people get to have over you after death i mean i would really like do i get to write a strongly worded letter i would want to choose my colors yeah yellow is not my color I, and I like knowledge. I so only I look good in yellow during one week of August. I look good in greens and blues. They match my eye, like makes my eyes pop. 
Red, not so much, but I, I like I look it in red. Black. Black is okay for me too. Okay. Don't look Tower in yellow. Of silence. Okay. What's this? It's a Zoroastrian tradition. I don't know what that is. Requires vultures to keep its ancient burial alive. So what they do is um, the dead body is believed to defile everything it touches. So it's an icky, including ground and fire. So what they do is they want the vultures to raise it to the sky for them to devour it. It's the only option for them. Bull's urine is used where Taurus bulls urine, obviously a cleansing agent, is used to clean the obviously is used to clean the body before the tools, which are then destroyed later. Like it's so like not okay to touch the body. Like the things are then contaminated. So it's you can use bulls bulls urine Taurus to purify some things, but then you still want to cut it off and destroy it. The corpse is then placed atop a tower of silence, a tower out of the way of the living who could be tainted by it so they're put out in a tower for the vultures to eat their bodies i don't like that i don't like that one either and i feel like i've seen that in movies depicted right where they have bodies like hanging and cages right. and they well, like, well, i mean that's let torture and other countries like let vultures war. eat eat at them like that's mm-hmm. it just seems I mean, I it's know the so body's negative. dead, but I feel like there needs to be a level of respect for the dead. So a lot of people, that's a lot of pushback to like anti-burial stuff is like, but we're disrespecting the body. So yeah, and I to but be fair, I feel that way. If it was fair. my very close loved one, I'd be like, get the fuck away from that body. I agree. And I do <laughs> think those are stomach, religious, and cultural norms where having the body taken away by vultures is a yeah, very if I was raised in a different planet and like it was a different right. thing growing up that'd be different but i i value the physicality right even after the soul is departed so, i i feel like it takes time to re to realize like that is no longer the person like you're not going to realize that right away and seeing my loved one vessel being eaten by vultures right away or dismembered i'm not gonna be down right well again not covered in here but like when you die the weight of your body there is an unexplained weight that and this is just known that leaves the body and and it's not tied to the physical body and it goes when you die i used to want to stuff my cat we talked about free. You know what I mean? It's mean, it a similar kind of thing, like where you just don't want to let go of that physicality. With my dog right now. See? At all. See what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. know I do. 100 million, 50%. So that's a lot of percentage. Count. So there's, okay, let's see here. So South Koreans, uh, they use beads. So they'll put the ashes of the deceased into beads and like make different colors and wear different beads or they'll put them in like bowls and like have them as a decoration in the house i I like that i like that too because it's gonna be a part of daily life my dad really wants um and he so he still has a bit of my grandma's ashes they all split them between the siblings and he wants to paint a picture of my grandma and use the ashes and that's nice and i like that like because then it's like it's her it's something that right. you can enjoy, yeah, on a day-to-day basis. So I, I see that being pretty similar. Um, okay, so in the in the Philippines, there's actually a ton of different things they do. 
Um, so I'm just going to pick a couple. So the Tinguian, probably saying that wrong, people dress the deceased in the fanciest clothes and sit the body on a chair, often placing a lit cigarette in their lips. What if they don't smoke? Often. So maybe some don't. You have to smoke in the end. <laughs> Everybody's a smoker in the end. The banquet people blindfold their dead before placing them in chairs at the entrance of the home. Hmm. Okay. The Cebueno uh, people dress their children attending funerals in red to lessen the odds of them seeing ghosts. Kids seeing ghosts is a thing and that's terrifying and they just, sure, whatever. Well, you know, we had the orbs in this room right recent my son you know this was his childhood room from when he was little and he always said there was something going on in this room so now it's all coming together the sagata region features coffins hung from cliffs i i thought this was interesting because it brings them closer to heaven so they'd hang them from a cliff this is in china uh philippines oh because there's do they do that there too? Something well, similar? I don't know if it already happened, but there was a whole thing because they were going to flood this um, canyon where oh. all the dead were, were buried were, from. Were buried out there and it was going to like wash them all right. away. And and it was a big deal. I don't know if they flooded it or not. That is what I saw come up quite a bit is many cultures, cliffs um, were common for burying because it brought them closer to the heavens. It's a place of yeah, honor. Right. So Put them on a pedestal. And the cavit often entomb the deceased vertically in a hollowed out tree chosen by the person before death. I oh, really freaking like that. Yeah. I like that because I get to pick my tree. That's my tree. You put me in the tree, and put then as there. the tree dies, it then grows another. Then, like that's illegal here. That's what I mean. Like we're limited in our options. I mean, but that's maybe not so illegal in like New York now, where the you can be compost. You mean just like my dead body can't be put in a tree? That's what I mean. Yeah. Do they think it's they're not going to stuff your? They're going to fold your dead body and stuff it in a tree hole. Like I'm okay with like. That's just prolonged composting. So just go ahead and compost me first, which may be legal. Put me yeah. in the tree of my choice. But are you allowed to put it anywhere? We've got to look into this. We do. Because there may be like, eh, we don't want dead body compost just in the park. You know? No, I agree. It's probably like if you own the property. Yeah, you probably put it on the property. We need more right. information. We need more information. Lisa, love, you can't. See what I'm gesturing at. Happy do you, dog. We've I'm, been uh, other things. Uh, posting to her. So we, she died in my mm-hmm. kitchen, and we uh, buried her down at the weed farm, between two trees, and she's down there. That's adorable. I do know that, like in our area, we have the um, there's like rose gardens and all those different things, and some of them have people associated with them who've died. So I don't know if that's just a tribute or or if they're there actual remains or not. I don't know. I want to know. Me too. So after all this, like what is your preferred, like if you're going to do a living will tomorrow, what would you put down? I mean, to me, I don't want to be buried just in a tomb casket. To me, that's like, that's like a freaking horror story. Like, no. You don't want what if I'm alive? Come back from the no. What if I'm alive? I would rather be burned and just be dead. Well, so you can I put a bell. Like, 
I don't even like cremation, but like who's we've been to those places. Nobody's <laughs> listening. If I heard a fucking bell, I no. I would have shit I, myself. You know, put a freaking like gun in there so I can Yeah, or, like a poison attention. pill. That's probably something they did back then. Like there. I'm gonna poison pill a pistol and a shovel, Scooby. Like and I, I want a granola shovel. bar. Like a week to figure my shit maybe i can get out like maybe it's like a car trunk you know how there's like the emergency switch where you can pop up in the trunk if you get stolen yeah well they used to put like that bell system so you could ring if you're accidentally buried alive right but i don't think they do that i think they i think they're like really checking to make sure you're dead first are they I, I mean know. you can put whatever in your will i mean i'm thinking now i want to be you want a pill no i don't want to be buried alive i really don't because even if i came out after that i'd be so pissed about whoever put me in the fucking box like i want a granola bar i, I want a bottle of water i want a flashlight i want a shovel and shit on yourself in the box a knife to kill whoever put you in the box and then a poison pill in case i can't get out in this diary end it right yeah so i don't like that i don't like any of like the panic of being buried underground terrifies me anyways i don't want to No, i'm very claustrophobic now now i say now because i used to not be you know i dwelled the fear over time yeah so i think for me i would like i like the tree option i i before i like the like you know the ground and they grow you into a tree because that puts some survivor guilt in there. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like, here's my tree, put me in it. Even if it's my dirt in it. Do you have a tree picked out? No, but maybe that's the thing that could happen. Let's say it has to be on private property. But that's hard. Because Is that up on your dad's property? My dad's property has a bunch of freaking pine trees that have. You don't want to be in a ponderosa pine. No, <laughs> no. And it's all, 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 all like super sandy. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, but. My dad, so my dad is super sentimental about his bulldogs that have passed away. Are they in the trees already? No, they're, so he- Is it going to be you, like, on top of a bulldog? Mary, Mary girl, uh, she was buried, and my dad planted a rose bush over her, over her body, which is so nice, because it grows back every year. Like, simple like that, to me, is, is enough. But is he going to be able to bury your body at his property? If they do the, the compost, like- let me decompose as a human into dirt and then put me either in the ground or in the tree, like, you know, whatever. You better put it in writing. So I, I mean, think. they're not there yet, but I, I'm thinking about it more after this topic. Yeah, I mean, I think... Things can happen. You never know. I think it's really a, a blessing to those that have to deal with it if it's already planned out. I agree. Because 100%. then if they're like... Well, I that's not what I would do. Be like, well, that was their wishes, so you better just do it. Watching Doesn't matter what you think. Grandma, like, go through the like, yeah, he wouldn't talk about a will. He wouldn't do this. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. And like, I love my grandpa so much, but he like just how she, like she had to make decisions, and she did. I'm so proud of her for like but doing it's tough. that. It makes it harder because you doubt yourself, and then yeah. you just have to come to terms with and it. Most people die suddenly and too young and that's just fucking horrible and but when you're of a certain age and you you know or if you're dealing with health issues that it's marching towards you 
like right. put it in order but it's, but I think it's that, like especially in our that's culture what, we don't talk about death and it's so I cleaned out my I scrubbed my basement like 10 years ago right because I'm like mm, I don't want people my people kids to deal with that I've told people I care about including you if I die please go through my room and like anything embarrassing please just get rid of it I already got rid of all my shit I was about to say I actually threw some things away recently I'm like not relevant and not used and could make me look bad when I die I got rid of everything I did get rid of something I wish I'd kept so (laughs) you can scrub too hard we're not dead yet I know that was something that I I scoured the whole house I'm like I want this I I want this I want this and it was gone I swear that if you pass away and you better do this for me either or I will come here. I will knock. Your children open the door. And I said, your mother had a wish for me to go through her room and make sure there was nothing embarrassing. But I already got rid of it all. No, that's great. But you never know. No, what but I want to. I mean, I just I just want to have red lipstick on. I will come on. Uh, I, I want will, those photos I will carry out of my house. I will push them to be like, back. she's wearing Nars Cruella. I will push the police back. Cult matte lipstick. Where do you, okay, so here's what I need from you. I thought you wanted me to shave your legs. We already established this. No, I know. No, I know. But I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I have enough details for yours to make it happen. So here's what I need from you. Where's your lipstick? This is important. Where's your purse? Where, which is, which purse? A fanny shoulder pack. See, I need that detail. So I will find your purse, find your lipstick. Is it, it's going to be a bright red? Yeah, it's Cruella. I'm wearing it right now, but in a light form. I will say it does look lighter. Okay. I'll wait. Um, <laughs> okay. I will come and put your Cruella lipstick on. I will do a room sweep just in case. And what do you want? I want my legs shaved. Yeah, I you can shave the shit out of it. I'll hold your dead leg up. That's it. Unless you are murdered, and then I will not, because then I'll be, like, accused of being the murderer. I mean, I'm not that worried about it, but, like, if they're unseemly, like, if for some reason I waited too long to shave, like... I'm really thinking they're going to be unseemly. (laughs) I I do shower, like, every two days, but... It doesn't mean you shave every time. Try. But um, that's what I'm saying. If I yeah. don't, yes. Do I mean, that. there's times when I'm like, eh, is it a priority? Aside from that, I would like my hair to be washed because sometimes, like, if I don't wash my hair, it looks greasy. I don't want to look greasy. Okay. This is where. Sorry, I'm just spilling wet everywhere over. <laughs> this is where it gets complicated because. Can we create our own personal wills to each other and share them? Like, what I need. No, to yes, but I'm like, share. okay, you want me to shampoo now? Like, okay, I'm going to drag your dead body <laughs> no, to no, where? No. To the no. bathtub? And uh, then I'm like, do I. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Over I'm the not edge? against the shampoo. shampoo. No, just put it Okay, shampoo. I'll just fucking spray it's, it. It's only my bangs. I'll just spray it with dry Bangs shampoo. are the worst first. So just. And like, if I was wearing a hat, God forbid, straight iron my bangs. That's the most I'd ask of you. Because they'll be like this. I've never. Don't do that. Straight iron. Just, you'll see. Like, it's easy. Just three times. You're good. And in specific directions. That's what I'm saying. The straight ironer. It's hanging in the bathroom. I've never used one in my life. I have it hanging on the wall. It's easy. Okay. Okay. And all you have to do is turn it on. It's good to go. Good to go. Okay. Good to go. But I will do all these things unless 
it seems like you were murdered. If I was, and then I can't do that because then they're gonna think I murdered you. No, what you need to do is unless I murdered you, just say, and then I'll be good. I'm gonna write it up and sign it. I'm gonna say, even if murdered, please test me however you need to test me, and then provide my body to Naomi to do the proper necessities before I'm turned into dirt. Okay, for my tree. This is great. I now that like I'm thinking about this, I'm like, do I need a teeth whitening? <laughs> <laughs> like, how far are we going with this? <laughs> as far as we need to go. We have one good life here on Earth. It's like, like our last moment. Right. Like, And I'm always imagining TMZ is obviously going to be outside the house when my body's being wheeled out. When your body's presented, to be fair. No, but there could be the wheeling out, is what I'm saying. It's and a, there's always the chance it's, of it's more of like people taking a people photo at the death scene. It's more of like my dad seeing me. So if I'm like, if I fell down the stairs going up again, yeah, can you just put me facing down? No, I'd be like, this was no, and I'll put like, oh, she obviously tripped over this broom. Put the broom there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just my ankle so bad going up the stairs. I'll fucking handbreak your ankle. Thank you. Exactly. We get it. Like I just don't yeah, want like, yeah. like dipshit on my no, that's No, all. you don't want that. I don't want because that's forever. That's the it's your last, legacy. It's the obituary. That's what's gonna be written. No, I'm always concerned about my legacy. That's why I'm always telling the kids, like, are you gonna remember me a hundred years after I die? I will write, I will write a thing about you that's why i threaten them with a haunting i need children to haunt no i threaten them i don't know if i'm really going to be able to but i'm like if you do not keep up with the dishes i will threaten your children i will want your ass i'll be like your mom gave me permission to release her haunting in this house if you do not do what she requested if you frivolously spend your inheritance i will haunt your ass that is only for educational purchases educational purchases or emergency purposes. purposes. And that's it. And you know how long she's had in this house? I swear to God, if you sell this fucker. Or if you turn it into done. a party mansion you're or let done. it run through the ground. Or if, God forbid, you let that stick of a lilac tree die, you're going to hell. Until next time. Don't engage in mob mentality. Unless it's your choice and you're sure about it and you're the leader. And this is where, okay, I feel like I need to make the link a little stronger here. So between our topics, like a lot of people go along with certain burial things because of religion or mob thinking of what everybody does. Um, But maybe what everybody does isn't better. Maybe you need to think about what you want. And until next time, write up your friend's best will of how to take care of your body because it matters. Because who else is going to do it? Yeah.